Honey, I'm home. Sorry, I hope that wasn't too loud. I'm just excited because we're back. We took a week off. This is our 50th post show, you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll thank you more after the intro. Um, this is a dense week. You take a week off. You've got two weeks worth of content. What are you going to do about it? You're welcome. Spy Family. Spy X Family. Episode 10. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Episode 4. The Boys Season 3 up to Episode 4. The entire series review of Vampire in the Garden. And there is such an absurd amount of news this week, halfway through the show, that I don't think you need to go anywhere else. Because a lot has happened. We recap it all. World politics. The MCU. Mostly just the MCU. Whatever. Um, I talk about my Barry rewatch. Grant raves about The Northman, uh, the movie. Skarsgård. That stuff. I'm back on Ranking of Kings, episode 9. Grant talks about Miss Miss Marvel. And also, there are notes about Neon Genesis, Evangelion, littered throughout. Enjoy. Hey Dave, how's it going? I'm swell. How are you, co-host of mine? Oh, I'm doing very good. It's, you see what uh, I did? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm doing good because we have a bit of a birthday today. We we do. I busted out the co-host. I'm not going to call you anything degenerative because this is our 50th post show. Unbelievable. Unreal. Like, I mean, we're over a year old now. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But like, the post show has kind of become our thing. For better or for worse, it's it's become a bit of the uh, the backbone of the show on like mm-hmm. the off seasons. It, you know, it's definitely uh, you know whenever something's riding high, like Attack on Titan, or going you know riding really low with, like, with my hero, the show has always been there to kind of like you know even things out a little bit. I'm very grateful for it uh, the anchors post-show. us. Yes, in uncertain yeah. times. Um, yeah, the post show Grant and I started it like I th- did. We start it in the middle of My Hero Academia. Is yeah, I think why? so. I think you, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. I'm not even sure. I think, you know, in my head canon, yes, because I think mm. you and I were getting bored. And yeah. we couldn't just do the, you know, the, the 30 minutes of, you know, oh, I like this, I didn't like that, because there wasn't much to work with, right? And yeah, I think kind of, it kind of popped up on a necessity. Yeah. So, you know, we're 50 in, we'll probably do 50 more. Um, <laughs> But thank you to everyone out there who's listened. We're coming yes. up on some milestones in terms of listeners and downloads and all that stuff. But like even without that, you know, like our goals were pretty modest with this channel or with this podcast. It was really just to connect in the middle of the pandemic and, you know, share our love of anime and entertainment. But this has exceeded all of my expectations. Yeah, 100%. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Um... Should we tell them what we're going to do? We have like a special episode coming up. Maybe we'll mention it real quick. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do, I don't know if it's in celebration of 50 post shows or just in celebration of this particular topic, but we are going to do a standalone episode of Neon, Gen- Neon Genesis Evangelion, the whole anime series and End of Evangelion, the movie. I have wrapped that up. Um, 
we have a lot of thoughts. I will yeah. not hint if they're positive or negative, but I'll tell you one thing. They're incredibly strong. There's thoughts. There's a lot. Um, and it just feels like, you know, you guys, everyone has been listening to me bounce this stuff off Grant, and he sort of like nods his head knowingly because he had finished it. But it's just such a huge kind of bigger than life anime that I, you know, I didn't, it wouldn't feel right giving this like 10 minutes in a post show. No, no. You know what I mean? If anything deserves it, you know, we, we've done uh, movie reviews on, you know, Demon Slayer and uh, what, what other movie reviews? Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, we did name? those string of movie nights as well, yeah. And those were so fun. Listen to those if you haven't, but we're going to do a whole series review on Neon Genesis. So stay tuned for that. It's coming very soon. Okay, I think we're good to go. Yeah. That's all spy the f- housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping's out of the way. Now let's get back to some spy family. Do you think people say spy X family? <sighs> you know what? Yeah, I would imagine so because for years, years, I thought it was Hunter X Hunter until yeah. I had the internet explicitly, you know, tell me that it was Hunter Hunter. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that rolls off the tongue a lot better. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> So we've missed a couple weeks. Thank you for your patience, listener, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you. Um, life uh, finds a way to distract <laughs> us. But um, we're on episode 10. I think we saw 9. Can we just say 9 was missable? And get nine, 9 was missable for sure. 10 was not, though. I, I really, really like 10. Is it? I struggled with this in 10 because I was like, this is so good. Is it the best of the series so far? I, or is it just the best in a while? Yeah, I think because I think you and I, like, you know, again, we've been very vocal, you know, we don't have to repeat over that. But, like, there's been, like, definitely, you know, high moments and some low moments over the past few episodes. Nine was definitely kind of, like, not very, not all that interesting to us personally. So, I think ten definitely shines out a lot more, you know, in in, in contrast. But Mm -hmm. this was a fun, goofy episode. I don't know. It's so funny because I've been watching, um, you know, uh, I I just wrapped up the first season of Kaguya-sama. And it's nice. so funny, like right around the time we, we kind of finished that, or, or we're almost finished that first season, this episode had come out on Saturday, and it, it kind of has a lot of parallels, just like the overtopness of the show. Like when, when the focus on Anya, it gets almost otherworldly. Yeah. And I think it works to its advantage that way. Like we, again, we've said that before, but just the, <laughs> the whole, uh, the character of Bill Watkins. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> They like they busted us. They busted us some weirdness with the brother. Some of it landed. Uh, I'm talking about yours, brother. Yes, like an episode or two ago. Some of it landed for me. Some of it didn't. The Bill Watkins stuff was like slam dunk. Like every line that dude had was hilarious. And I didn't the like you know they present them to him. You get all the jokes and like I thought I was like oh this is probably where it it probably ends here. Then they're just gonna lean in the fact that he's like you know an absolute assassin. You know just because of his size. Then they have like they still find a way to do a couple more cutaway jokes with him and his father, where like he looks like almost looks like a child again. Yeah. In contrast, it's like he was military father. Fuck, it was it was uh, lots and lots of laughter in this episode for us. Yeah. No, I was I was sitting there laughing um, and and really enjoying it. It's like these are the episodes that like you need to recommend to people to see yes. on like how anime has its very own specific style of comedy sometimes mm-hmm. and like but it's all it's also kind of meta you know what yeah. i mean like I, that, I think that's what i'm realizing about <clears throat> these types of shows and i don't watch a lot of these right is that like sure. they're they're often kind of self-referential like they're also making fun of themselves but also the whole genre mm-hmm. and it's like a flywheel you know what i mean it's like a everything is self-referential but also funny so therefore other shows will continue to do it, and like the this the joke never ends. Mm. Like 
like you mentioned, Kaguya-sama. I've only seen a few episodes of that, but it's de- I definitely get the vibe or the tone you're referring to. Yeah. Anyway, it just it just feels outside of itself. It's like you said, it's you know it, it's mocking itself. It's playing you know like playing with the genre, and and you know the, like another cool thing with the show too is or this episode, sorry, is you know it's not like a Yor or a Lloyd heavy episode, but mm-hmm. like it, they still play into why they're not there like they, like it's very like a quick and you miss it but like lloyd lloyd has that moment of like oh that's just a rumor i didn't hear anything about it and then he's gone for the episode yeah because like that's his character you know he's like a spy you know obviously but like he has all the information he has nothing on this so like he doesn't care so like we can it makes sense just to you know pivot away to anya for like a full episode it's it's really as a comedy episode they have like these little moments of storytelling that kind of keeps that still keeps it straight laced you know, like yeah. it reminds you that like the real world is still going on outside of this gymnasium. It's 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 really good stuff. You know what maybe I've realized like just in this conversation and maybe with this episode is like I think spy f- and this is gonna sound obvious in, in retrospect, but I think it's like this is very much a plot second and like character situational comedy first yeah. show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think we were getting a little rundown and like irritated, like nothing is happening early on, or at least I was. But it's more like you need to really let the show's general direction kind of mm. happen. Yeah. And and it just have fun with what, like the beats in between. It's almost yeah, like think... Doctor Stone season 1. Wow, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's that's very true. Unbelievable pick. Great reference. Wow. God, Doctor Stone. So good. We'll talking about that in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think when it comes to Spy Family, I think just to wrap up this episode or, you know, this episode of Spy Family, mm-hmm. you and I I think definitely got caught up in the expectation of what you know, like what you know, what this type of show, what we thought this type of show would be, and I think yeah. you're right. It is definitely character forward, and uh, the, the rest of it's just all set dressing in the background. You know, when, and now I think because you know we have like two, I think two more episodes or one more episode. They fly by, don't they? Um, for this, you know, this half, uh, I definitely think maybe the next half might be a little more action heavy, a little more mm-hmm. plot wise because they're really just teen but it, it's hard to say it like we thought that before and look where we are now but, yeah uh, it's it's tough with the because the manga was incredibly popular right like that's yeah. what the whole hype train was it's tough and i'm not like i'm not i'm not out here saying oh you should feel bad for the for a show that has like this much hype but it is mm-hmm. tough like we got chainsaw man coming up and it's like between the community expectations and the popularity of the manga it's like if this show doesn't crush it's a total yeah. failure if it's less than an eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've never—I don't know anything about it, but the amount of excitement for that is insane. So I think, like with Spy Family, you have such a strong couple of opening episodes. Like, oh, okay, now I see why the mango is popular. Now I see why everyone's so stoked about it. So then, if you get like a couple of middling episodes, it's a bigger letdown. Mm-hmm. I think it's just easier a little bit to kind of just let let it take the wheel. You know what I mean? Maybe don't get caught up in the hype so much. I'm telling that more to myself than than anyone else. I've definitely, I've definitely, like turned, you know, told my brain to like to go easy on the show. Like it doesn't need it. Like I think it's a good show. It's competent yeah. in, in in lots of ways. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think you just need to go for the ride a little more. I think yeah. that's yeah, maybe a little less focused. Okay, next. Mm. This is a big one. Yeah, we gotta talk about Obi Wan Kenobi, dude. Yeah, a couple couple episodes okay that, so uh, just for the listeners uh reference you know we're recording this the day before episode five comes out yeah you know we'd love to be like to give you like the up-to-date 
review and our thoughts on the episodes the moment they come out but like the way the schedules work and all that stuff you know it just doesn't make sense so we're on episode four because that's what is happening in our current timeline um what let me just ask you we'll start this way what do you think so far four episodes in so i i'm as a whole i am enjoying the show i think i think the show is beautiful i think they're capturing what like the worlds that they're showing us the locations i think they're doing a better job in in these past two episodes than they i I felt like that um like that planet with uh, darth vader and kenobi kind of threw down in the desert at nighttime it just felt a little tatooine again you mean Uh, tatooine too yeah tatooine too you know it just the you know set dressing you can tell it's all built but like this was i find like a better uh usage of cg um you know like the background four and three and four, um, yeah. I find. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Like, I am enjoying it. I'm having a really hard time with uh, plot armor, mm. uh, specifically with Vader and the third sister. Um, it's 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 weird because <clears throat> we had Vader. You know, oh, obviously spoilers. I think for for anyone yes. going forward, yes. Because <clears throat> um, I know this is, a lot of eyes are on this there, so I just want to give everyone a heads up. But you know, Vader snapping kids' necks. You know, that's on brand for, for, <laughs> for Darth Vader. Maybe a little more than what some people have expected. Just Definitely. You know, if, you know, if they're only familiar with the original movies and stuff like that. Um, but we, we just, we've had so many of these moments where like he should be lashing out and it is like, should be his reaction and his, you know, like 99.9% of the time that is his reaction and everything involving the third sister. It's just immediately kind of pulled back, you know, and it just, it doesn't feel all that natural. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I'm just not a big fan of of that character of the third sister. I'm not really sure what the the actor actress is doing. Yeah, um, it just seems very tame and weird. And it, it's I understand it's a limited series, so I know stuff has to like flow. Mm-hmm. But it just it seems a little kind of convenient from like jumping you know episode to episode to episode. Yeah. And it's there's no real suspense where I feel like we again it's the problem with using legacy characters. You know, in the Mandalorian, like there was these moments of like, oh shit, like where what we don't know these people well enough to know what's going to come next, kind of thing. I- ironically, that yeah. that gives you so much freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll yeah, go. It's yeah, I kind of um, went on a rant there. It's but no, uh, no. I mean, I, as a whole, I am liking the show. I am, I am liking it. I think it's pretty. I think for the most part, all the performances are good. But there's just a couple little weird things. So I think we're on a pretty similar page. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. When I'm watching it, I'm watching it. I'm like, damn, you know, this it's a bummer. I can't watch this with like my dad or someone, you know, yeah. like someone who's a real yeah. big Star Wars lover that I, you know, that I grew up watching the originals with because it is really fun to watch Obi Wan go through all this stuff. And I think by and large, Ewan McGregor is doing really well by Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the ploy, the whole plot, you know, the whole Leia stuff. I don't mind that. You know, I have like mm-hmm. nitpicks here and there, of course, but. You know, I'm I'm interested to, to yep. continue to see more, and I I always like to spend more time in the universe. Um, I, you know, I need to be honest and say like it's hard to avoid the internet's toxicity and the fandom's toxicity about the show. It is, yeah, and it's that, a little much. That can taint my own opinion a little bit, right? So I'm trying to remove that. I mean, I will say real quick, like, you know love her or hate the character but like all the racism and stuff being directed at the girl playing <sighs> moses the actor's name playing uh, Ra- uh the third sister is just it's so crazy so 
such an obscene level of absurdity. Like, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. It's like, you know, like, we didn't love some of the CG in Attack on Titan Season 4. <laughs> but, like, I'm... But that didn't justify people sending in death threats to the animators, right? No. So that stuff is obviously way out of whack. Um, and, I, you know, definitely we definitely don't condone that. It's, it's absurd. It's always Star Wars, too. Like, I don't, yeah, they, I don't understand. Real toxic fan base. I don't know what that yeah. deal is. I, I think... I mean, you know, this is part of a, lot, a larger conversation for sure, but it's almost like Star Wars seems to struggle under its own weight, the weight of its own IP, more than anything else I've ever seen. Sure. Um, and the House of Mouse seems to reliably find a way to somehow make these things feel, like, to cheapen the narrative sometimes. It's mm. just, um, you know, we could have a whole podcast on that. Like, who do you blame? Do you blame Lucas for... For signing away rights to anyone who right, wanted to tell a Star Wars story and then all of it mm. becoming canon. Do you blame Disney for not having a Kevin Feige type character overseeing all of the known Star Wars universe so that B players don't start writing stories? Well, the thing is, there is though. Like, Kathleen Kennedy is like, was in Lucas's camp. So and what, then, like, when, when, when Disney bought you know, everything, like, she came with them, you know, like, she came, it was, like, a package deal, there was, like, his, full of his, like, his entire staff from Skywalker Ranch, like, just moved over to Disney, more or less, so, you know, so it's, like, but how it, were the, the new trilogy, how is that so remarkably mismanaged from a narrative standpoint, if they're there's, supposed to be a custodian, or a there's money steward? on the table, there's yeah. money on the table and there's too many heads in the cookie jar. It, it's the problem because it has such a status to it. You know, it's like it's its own weight. It's such a, a big beast, you know. Yeah. And, you know, in contrast to the Kevin Feige stuff, I think they were able to, you know, essentially work with what they had next to nothing prior. Like no real successes other than, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I think some of the X-Men movies have been out at that point, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like they, they, they could start fresh and build their narrative and like run with it. You know, like this is just... This is the product of like picking and choosing and retconning and creating yeah. and it's just you know it's it's like it's, it's like messy. picking up a, a half finished project from you know years prior that no one is involved with anymore it's and just, you're you know it's 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 bound to happen this kind of thing. No, I, I don't disagree. It's just a weird choice, right? It's yeah. like if you can't do this right or if you have to do it, the only way to do it right is to make the make it this weird convoluted mess where you have to tell people exactly what's canon and what's not and exactly what the timeline is and what's the t the span of the story it's like then do you like do you do it anyway you know mm. what i mean like well, i think they are trying to fix that because they they made an initiative a couple of years ago sorry to cut you off no, no. but they, they're doing this new um uh high republic setting essentially like it's you know they're doing books and apparently there's going to be a movie so it's like they're going like hundreds of years back they're trying to get away yeah. the only link i think is going to be yoda so cuz you know he would mm -hmm. he would have been like a like a jedi knight at the time kind of thing so i think i think they are aware that they have kind of like the messiest of timelines you know kind of yeah. and they can patch it as much as they want but like you know the diehard the problem is the fan base is so split in different factions about what is good and what is not. It's it's hard to, to do that. So I think it seems it's like they gobble it up whether they love it or hate it, right? Yeah, because that's a part of the fun. I think yeah. sometimes for some people, you know, like, it, it, it kind of breaks my brain. Like you know, I, I'm an avid. Like I like the Filoni stuff. You know, it's not all perfect, but I think it kind of fits in a nice no, neat really little like package. In you know, when it's the animation and some of the live action, you know, like it's you know, I think you and I have talked about this before when you know the everything that had happened in the in the prequel trilogy they kind of worked around with the clone wars and all that and it's not perfect but like 
they had some fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Now you can see, you see, you still see some of the fun kind of poking through, but they're trying to get. I think they got a little too serious in the new movies. I think. You know, yeah, in, I, they, they lost something stances, there. Yeah. Um, no doubt about that. But you know, that's its own podcast for sure. Um, okay, so I think you know maybe I'll just cap off my end of this with Kenobi and say that. You know, You're a big fan of Wade, though, eh? Yeah, um, <laughs> I like the aesthetic. I don't think it often looks cheap, but when it does look cheap, it sticks out because mm-hmm. otherwise it looks great. So if you look like an 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 TV show and then you've got like random elements that just don't seem to work, you can see where the budget is cut and that can be a little bit jarring. I think the inconsistencies that you mentioned, you know, the Wade thing is just so laughably bad. It's like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Like, it's just, it's always Disney that does this. I don't get it. Like, how, like, how are you so reliable in one way and continue to have these laughably bad moments for like the most, the biggest studio with the most money and on earth? It's just baffling to me, but whatever. Like, I like Kenobi. I like watching it. Um, I wish I didn't have to shake my head as much as I do when I watch it. Mm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's. I do find, but like it's fun. If like to me, the way you know we've been watching this, it's kind of like a treat. Like this is the thing that, you know, it's not often where the fans for such a long time ask for something and then they get it. You know, agreed. Like, yeah, and good point. it's funny because it came almost in tandem with the book of Boba Fett, which everyone you know screamed over. You know, for some Boba Fett you know, whether it's a movie or a show for all these years and it kind of fell flat as it did. But, you know, I, you know, for me, I always wanted, I love Ewan McGregor. He was always, you know, Obi-Wan was my favorite in the prequels. Like Best we were kids, like we all had that character. And for us, usually it's, you know, Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan, but like, you know, it, it's just nice to see. And there's like a lot of stuff that just, it's like, doesn't make sense to me, but it's like, it looks nice at times. Like I'm just enjoying it. I know it's not perfect. Um, but it, to me, it seems like everyone's kind of having fun with it. Which I think, you know, kind of shines through a little bit there. There's kind of the, you know, even though it is kind of like they're really trying to hit home, like the sadness of the story, like, you know, uh, Obi-Wan's uh, PTSD and all that stuff. Yeah. And like they're 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 kind of hitting the basket. They're hitting stuff for certain era fans and newer era fans. It's, mm-hmm. It seems very fair. So it's, you can't ask for much more than that. It's certainly trying to do a lot. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, just last, like, the third sister stuff is weird. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh... It's just odd. But man, does Ewan ever nail it? Like he really is. You know, I'm not saying like every scene he's amazing. I'm just saying like he he's consistently convincing at being Obi Wan Kenobi. He's that character. Like I think yeah. he, like he 100 owns it more than Alec Guinness ever did. I think. I mean, yeah, you know, Alec Guinness had a very brief amount of time to play that character, but if you listen to you and talk about it, it's like he's really shaped everything more about Alec Guinness playing Obi Wan than Obi Wan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he wanted to be young Alec Guinness, then slightly yet less young, and so on and so forth. I, I think he's nailed that part. Like mm-hmm. he's he's really really good. Um. I saw rumors about them doing a season two. Do you think they'd do that? At this rate, I would say no. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, but you never know. It's like you said. It's the house of mouse. They, they'll do it. They'll do whatever they want. Money it printer go. Brrr. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way though. Like where the story is going, like it kind of feels like this is we're going to get an episode of a chase and then a big blow and then ten minutes of like Wrap cooling up. down. Yeah. You know, like, okay, back to tattooing, back to, you know, watching from my perch. So, I don't know. It's, um, I don't Curious. know. I, I could see it. Like, 
they'll milk anything they can. They're not going to write this story and not potentially leave that door open, like you've said a hundred times on this show. You know, like it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah it's Star right. Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, only a couple more to go. Okay, the boys. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Doctor Season Good three. TV. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Uh, have you watched to- all four? Totally caught up. Season right three, on. the boys. Okay. So, spoiler warning for the boys. <laughs> season three, up to episode four. I don't think we're gonna go over like specific plot minutia. No, I don't think you know. You don't need to, dude. It's everything else in it, Dave. This show is fucking unhinged. I love it. <laughs> it's this, so good. <laughs> the boys is like the embodiment of like the collective consciousness in 2022. It's so crass. Yeah. And horny and bloody and disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, and th- like it. Ha- the show has literally everything. Yeah. It's got it, there's politics. something for everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got politics, violence, sex. It happens to be in like a superhero setting, which dominates the box office and therefore like a big pop, big part of our pop culture. It it's like the most topical thing on fucking TV right now. It's absurd. It's. It's one of the best satires, like genuinely, like because you know I think it, it, it's it's such a like a um, a sharp blade because it's hitting all the superhero shit that's been dominating our lives for twenty years. And again, we're not saying anything that's original or anything like yeah. that. Like this is you know, we're in season three now. Like th- this isn't new. They've been doing this for years already. But this but is a strong season. This might be this is a f- yeah. very strong season. I, I I really I really liked season two. Um, yeah, there's like <clears throat> small spoiler. Mm-hmm. For that season two, that moment where they crash the boat into the whale <laughs> is honest to God. Like it's not often I I have to pause the TV because like I, I'm laughing so hard. I like I don't see what's coming next. And just like you know, again, typical like Billy Butcher, like the diabolical line after they hit the whale is just like that dude has such impeccable comedic timing. He, he's so good and the deep. The guy that plays the oh, deep yeah. is so such a laughable. I say laughable. <laughs> he's such an imbecile, yeah. and he plays an idiot, like a hurt idiot. Like I remember how sad he was. <laughs> when that, like in uh, in episode four, I think the one I just watched. There's like there's a fish gag, and he's and it, it's pretty dark. Yeah, about, oh, like, I think that was three friends. Okay, the end of three. Yeah, like <clears throat> that is so fucked up and so funny, like. I they they use that guy deep and that actor playing him is so good. I've never seen him in anything else. This is the no. only role I've seen him in. This has yeah. to be breakout. This has to be one of those like star maker shows. Like think about Game of Thrones. Other than Sean Bean, I mean there are a lot sure. of classically trained actors, but they yeah. don't think a lot of people were AAA Hollywood. The new generation very like very much uh, was rewarded. I think yeah. for Game of Thrones, and I think it, Kit Harrington. Like yeah. who's he without Game of Thrones? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but like again, on yeah. on the deep, like there's a scene in the in episode four where they're all in like the seven is all together and they're in the room, and they're, they're kind of bickering. And his girlfriend or his wife is in the room with him, and she's texting him. <clears throat> and his line when he like you know he reads her text and and Homelander kind of gives him like that. Oh yeah, just like the dumb boyish like the cherub <laughs> face he makes and like the pump of like uh-huh. that is um, amazing physical comedy is really really funny. Yeah, man, he. Like, the guy that, like, it's just so incredibly well cast. The guy that plays Homelander as well is... He's scary as fuck. He, I mean, the, different shade this uh, this season for sure. And I love it. It felt like the show had to go here. 
Yeah. And I love that they're going here. That guy, I think he's European. He has an accent. I think he's from New Zealand. Okay. Oh, whoops. Um, but he's so friggin' good, man. Like, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I, he's very frightening. And it's I love the, it. I, it's the stare. Like, he has such a... It, it, it's so funny because it's all... It's all face acting. I find, like, you know, the the problem with, uh, like, the Marvel stuff and the DC stuff is it's all, like, CG suits. So, like, you know, the, it's just them moving around. And it, like, they could have, like, you know, the bulkiest suit of armor or, or costume. And it, like, it looks natural. But, like, at the end of the day in this show, they're wearing, like, a costume. Yep. And they're, for the most part, they're pretty limited. And he, I think he's, like, the epitome of that because a lot of the time he has his hands crossed behind his back. That's and he's true. just And it's it's all face. It's all, like, you know, it goes back to Milicic. We were talking about Milicic in, uh, in, uh, in Severance. Like, it, just the stare he'll get. Like, there's that scene, like, with him, anytime him and Huey have a scene together and you know he just wants to, like, blow Huey's head off and it's just, oh, it's it's It's, it's, it's true. Really he, he's the, whole, the boys themselves are so good, yeah. He's incredibly physical, kind of Milchecky. Like he's not doing that goofy shit, but like because it, it probably you're right. Like I bet the costume plays into the performance. But he he looks like he's just standing at attention, yeah. and is like like just made of steel under that thing, just the way it mm. fits him. It's I mean it's obviously incredibly Superman esque, but it's yes. like if Superman was always inches away from murdering people. I mean I know that that's the, obviously the point with the and the inspiration for the character. But, like, he, yeah, how that costume informs his performance is, is really good. You make a good point about that because it, I think it's hard to do costumes like this mm-hmm. and, you know, get used to them as an audience and they don't look too plasticky. Like, we were talking about, what was it, like, Witcher in person when I saw you or something. Like, yep. just about when this stuff isn't lived in, um, yeah. it can, like, it ends up looking like plastic so fast it looks and, like it came straight out of the workshop and then was taken off. Like, probably going to be taken off right afterwards, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and because it's, like, almost... I don't want to say fourth wall breaking, but because they reference their costumes... Like, A-Train's whole bit, he has this costume, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, they talk about it. And, like, so even if it looks ludicrous, it's like, yeah, but everyone knows it looks ludicrous. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Because it's reality. It's not a uh, CG'd onto, on top of those uh, dots suits that that you wear on green screen or whatever i don't know the boys is fucking killing it man and the act like the action scenes too there's that flashback to nicaragua is something else like and you know it's it's crazy because um you know tv a lot of the time just like you know it either looks good it either looks great or like it doesn't like and sometimes it's in the middling but when you tend to get into shows like this it's either either or you know, yeah. and I think when it's on, like, you know, in, I think the end of the, that, that last episode, there's that shootout in, um, like a, like in a lab. And it was just like, this is so well choreographed, like the, everything, like it's, I find like the show has a lot of, um, visual storytelling, like similar to like the Bourne movies, like very fast, you know, like mm-hmm. it could be easily not seen anytime it's, you know, not just the superhero stuff, which is like flying around and all that, but like, it's, it's very well visible. Like it's not too dark. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just fun, man. Like they're really, really, really making like a. It's like such a quality show. Like the like the craft work on it, and the the writing, and the humor. Like, oh, it's it's so good. And also, uh, Gene Carlos Basito. Like, can has he ever had a bad role? No. <laughs> like cutting, he always can just cut people down in just a suit. That's all he needs. It's, that dude is amazing. I actually, yeah. you know what? I just looked up. I looked up the boys per episode budget. 
because mm-hmm. like the effects, the superhero stuff they do to your point earlier is so good. It's, yeah. I, I would say it's, you know, how much of that money, how many pennies per dollar of that go to Homelander? Cause he's always doing eye stuff and flying stuff, mm-hmm. but even the bloody stuff that they do, because there's been a the lot explosion. of blood. There's the explosion. There's so much gore. Oh, yeah, it's not all just the head CG. explosions and stuff. <sighs> but anyway, uh, in for season one, they were spending ten million dollars an episode, and it apparently oh, wow. has only gotten bigger. So, yeah. you know, it, you know, maybe it's not Lord of the Rings expensive, but it's uh, you know, this is around the height of Game of Thrones. But it makes sense. You could see them spending the money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's an incredibly good-looking show. Extremely high production value. I've never once thought about. How are they, you know what I mean? I haven't really just thought about that. So, you know, props. Okay. Back to anime? Back to anime. Vampire in the gardens, huh? Yeah. So I, I just finished up today. So I'm pretty fresh off this. So I got, I got some pretty, uh, pretty fresh takes. Um, when, when did you uh, wrap that up? I think Sunday. So, you know. Okay. So pretty close. Hit me with your freshest of takes, huh? Dave, I think this was a great concept that just, I think it would, you know, I think we said this before, would have benefited from maybe eight episodes, not just five. I'm not, I, I am convinced this was a movie that was just, didn't make sense. Like the edit was off. So they broke it down and was able to make it, there, there was something about this. Like I said, it's not, the story is really, it's a little inconsequential. Um, comprehensive at points Mm -hmm. it's it just it's very all over i don't they set up this whole thing about like the grand vampires and fine needs to be the sacrifice to continue on like this (laughs) this sacred order of vampires and then then it goes nowhere (laughs) and then it goes nowhere and then you know they're they set up this thing about this village you know the so the the whole the whole plot of getting to this paradise where humans and vampires are you know, there's like, there's just a paradise where everyone gets along. I think the, the, the interesting thing about that was that it was like a modern thing. Like it was just propaganda to lure people in, yeah. which kind of threw me off guard. But like when it kicks into high gear, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's just, the show is so up and down, so up and down. The animation never blew me away at any point. There was no tremendous fight scene. There was there were some decent you know, ones. Well, it was okay, but like, but there's never they never had like a big moment moment. Yeah, and, you know, like and like they marketed this thing as like Wit Studio, you know, and like I know mm. Netflix is just using a name. That's their thing. They of get course. a keyword and they run with it. But like, I don't know. It's I think it was cool. I think the setting was something you and I had never really seen. And uh-huh. I I do think because there was there was a post credit scene at the end of the fifth episode that kind of more or less wraps up. Like there's I don't think there is a story going forward, but. If they just ignored that snippet, there is stuff at the ending of the finale that uh, t- could potentially tee up a second season. Um, I could see the uncle character because they uh, randomly they set up that he was also in love with a vampire at one time. Yeah, I saw that. And they that's really how he got his scar. At the end. <clears throat> there was a lot of stuff just squeezed in. It's like I don't know. It's it's a bummer. I was really looking forward to this. It's by no means. It's a six out of ten for me. I think yeah. that's the best way to sum it up. It, it there's some good in it overall. Like presentation could have been better, but at least they ditched the truck after the third episode. <laughs> I'm so glad I mean, that never came back. But yeah, you know, so I feel similar. I think um, I think this is an exercise, or this could be a case study for like how to not pace a show. But I also yeah. think a big prop, like a big problem, is the episode number. So it's like. 
could you have done better with only five episodes? Like, you know, I suppose you could argue that you could in like the editing room, maybe under different set of hands, this could have come out better. But I think the problem is the number of episodes. Like that's, you know, like you said, to your point, is it because this was meant to be a movie? Was it meant to be longer? It got shrunk. Was it meant to be shorter and got extended? Mm. I don't know. The vibe I get is that it, this needed more time. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the finale I thought was one of the better episodes. Yes, but yeah. a lot of the things were not hitting because we just simply haven't had enough time with these characters. Um, <laughs> the I don't the relationship is believable, but it's like I'm not. But I just don't. I'm not invested enough because, you know, they only met three episodes ago or something, and it's just, you know, we're trying to like you said that you know the couple unsolved threads, the uncle thing is happening. You, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like who am I supposed to be rooting for? I guess I'm rooting no, for I the know. two main characters to be together, but why you know what i mean or to what end it's just it's just messy man it it was messy there's some things that like i really liked i thought the whole they they really shone through in uh it was sprinkled out but in the fifth episode they really hit home of like momo was not hesitant to like strike back on her fellow man like you know like she would begging like leave us alone like why are you following me and you know like like in her you know her response is like you know violently back i was like you know that that's kind of interesting to see in a story like someone that genuinely wants to get away. They're not like at, at the last ditch attempt. They're just like, all right, I'll come back with you, kind of thing. She was like not having it. You know, I thought that was cool. I think I genuinely think the fourth episode, that village when they get there and they kind of mm-hmm. like in a, a blink and you miss it moment that there's something weird going on in the village. Yeah. If <clears throat> if they had taken three episodes to flesh out that village, and you know like. Because there's that whole like weird ceremony thing where, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, Momo, and I, I don't know the one girl's name, but the vampire girl who becomes her friend, they do that dance like, oh, we're friends forever now. If if they had like really queued up like Momo being entrenched in that village and and showing Fine naturally being kind of pushed out because like she knows something is up mm-hmm. for a few more episodes, and then when there's that you know that that flashpoint where. You know that there's like the you know Feeny gets away and they you know obviously they don't want people getting away so they send out the squads like there was so many good elements in that episode that chase scene through the sub you are right. there is some good scenes that the, mm-hmm. that vampire girl chasing Momo through the sub was awesome that was and fun. just th- them kind of throwing down but like and then if if we had like a bunch of time with that and then to have you know the the central army showing up at the last minute taking advantage of the situation I think that would have like perfectly capped off. This story, it's its crazy to me. Like, there was so much that was there that they just had to stretch. You it's know, funny. they didn't do much. Oh, man. Like, it's funny you say all that. It's like you just described, like, an, a season's worth of content. And, like, that happened <sighs> in, like, 12 minutes. I, I know. Like, the pacing is just fucked. Like, it's, it's all over It's such the place. a bummer. I, 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 I hope this gets a second season, genuinely. Because, yeah. and if, if they would just, like, take a different swing at it with you know more time more investment and building out this world i don't think they will i think this is a one and done it feels that way yeah but it's it's like damn you know and then you get your vampire in the garden moment at the end i was like ah that's the said garden <laughs> you know so yeah. yeah i don't know it's 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 kind of it's kind of shitty but it's weird because it, yeah. it's like this should have been like it's weird when you watch something, and this is this is like a real um, a real dweeby saying I hear all the time. I hear the kids say it's pretty mid. Sure. But like, it's weird when you have high hopes for something and it ends up only being okay. It's like I'm more critical of a show that should have been great 
but wasn't, as opposed yeah. to a show that's like everyone knows is only okay. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, this should have been better. That's why I'm scoring it lower, even though there's tons of worse shit out there that's probably more popular. I, I don't know. Um, bit of a it's letdown. Just, it- it was just it was all there it was all on the table you could see everything you could see you could see the lore you could see where the narrative could have went or the was setting potentially was great. going the, a lot of world building is fun it could have been better the characters were also like just the relationship i think the part i i feel like i would have enjoyed it more maybe if i had gone back and really capitalized on the moment when momo and fine had met cuz i never really bought their relationship in the first place yeah th- that didn't that didn't work. Like they just, just smushed yeah. them together and said, "All right, you're best friends now. This is the show." But it's so like, you had the best why? friend moments, and you're like, "Okay, like they seem to be enjoying themselves. They seem to be having big talks." But I still, I can't picture that, you know, key moment where it kind of really clicked for them. You know, I guess yeah. the escape would is yeah, their why, justification, right? But, again, yeah. why? Why does Fine care? I mean, Momo wants to get out of there, but again, like it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, we yeah. we we've talked about it enough. It was fine. If you want a quick watch. You know, I think people should watch it. Head. Yeah, like get, it. Yeah, could have been better, but whatever. All right, fucking vampire in the garden. News feed. Yeah, quick, lots and lots and lots to talk about. We're gonna do quick hitters. We're coming back to news. There's too much going on, and people keep asking us about Ukraine and an exit strategy. And this is where we're gonna get into it. I'm kidding. Um, but we are gonna talk about industry news. There's a lot going on in Hollywood. There's a lot about all this stuff. Um, where do we even start? Just jump right in. Joker two. Who would have guessed? Two. Dude, I, there's more breaking news on that, and I don't yeah. even know if it's true. Have you heard about who may star opposite Joaquin Phoenix? Is um uh, shoot, I did see this. Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady, I think it's Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yes, and it might be a fucking musical. I, I, Dave, if that's true, I'm all for it. You know I what? Think, Me too. I think Todd Phillips is twisted enough to really make that something yeah yeah i i am so curious what they do but i'm down let's party yeah like yeah and you know i'm more excited for that that concept than the joker the or the the first one as a whole you know i i totally Um, agree agree. but i mean everyone was skeptical on that movie coming in everyone was wrong because it was dope but like the question was like what the hell are they going to do for number 2? Is it just a further exploration? Like you know this is the weird twist that I think a, a sequel is justified by. You know what you I mean? You just need an in. You just need an in and that is an in to this me. This is an so, in. I totally yeah. there you go yeah. same one. Um and you know what's just lastly on that it fucking I think every, like imagine if Lady Gaga hadn't done A Star is Born like this would just this announcement would be kind of terrifying to me. Sure, shock but, value. Yeah, but like she's a credited Oscar nominated actress now. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, I don't. There's not a doubt in my mind she can hold her own on the screen. She was great in that movie. She was fantastic. Yeah. All right, what's next? Black Adam. Uh, we finally got the trailer this weekend at uh, Summer Game Fest. Hey man, you want my hot take? <laughs> yeah, I would love your. Uh, your I hot hope take this on thing this. fucking bombs. I have no interest in. Uh, 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 one little quick little anecdote so the raw so the summer game fest is this weekend or this past week which is like e3 ish mm-hmm. you know jeff Keeley kind of hosted all that and there was a segment with the with dwayne johnson and it was a pre-recorded him holding the phone and an energy drink that he's owning or sponsors Zofa, and Zofa, whatever the fuck it whatever is. dave i've i've been like i i get the rock thing i don't care for it it's no, but it's not my bag 
and you know people are into it after watching this clip on i i i don't give a flying fuck about anything he does in the future it was just like get over it dude you're just a marketing machine this and then this it. trailer immediately followed i was like i'm i don't care i immediately like, turned the volume down this is the yeah. thing <clears throat> you're t- you're totally right dude like yeah. i'm not going to we're not going to do a fucking rock rant, but maybe a small one. Rock rant. Okay, rock rant. Everyone is like, oh, he's inspiring. He's all about working hard and fucking work hard, play hard, cheat meals, all this fucking bullshit. It's hustle porn. That's yeah. all it is. It's look at me and look how fucking successful I am. <laughs> and, and to be very clear... The stuff, like, he's, yes, I'm sure he's great with all of his Make-A-Wish stuff. And, all, like, I'm sure he is. I'm sure that Oh, he's, yeah. I'm not going to dispute, like, the health, like, you know. The, he brings the, yeah, yeah. smiles to children who need them. And I'm so for that. But, like, when you see him making deals with the UFC and fucking doing the ads for the fucking yeah. energy drinks. Like, let's be very clear. This benefits The Rock yeah. and The Rock only. Like, yeah. all of this stuff is a complete... It's, it's like it's completely and totally just to benefit himself. He's a marketing machine. I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, like, yeah. But, but like just call it what it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's out here to work hard, but it's like it's more like he's out here to just continue to churn out. Like he's his own mini MCU, and it is incredibly impressive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's something to watch from, from a distance for sure. But like I, I don't – what I don't get is the people that buy into it. Like, oh, this is the guy who's motivating you? It's like he's just a – He's just, he's a corporation of a man. That's like saying... It's Tony I'm in, Robbins. Yeah, it's like, that's like <laughs> saying I'm, I want to grow up and be Sony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not even real. Like, the amount of stuff, the walking pharmacy that is that man and the team that need, like, he probably needs to keep all of this shit on track. I don't know. It's, uh, and there's this whole thing with the UFC, too. Like, he really, he's always preaching about, like fighter pay and trying to get them pensions and stuff and he got like this incredibly lucrative deal because of course he has his own fucking shoe company Mm. of course and he sponsored the whole ufc for the for his stupid shoes and everyone's like oh my god like does that money go to the fighters it was like no he got literally a hundred percent of it Mm. (laughs) like i I don't know he's just uh it's a bit it's a bit much i'm over it all i can say is make a peacemaker bro and we'll talk (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. I hope John fucks yeah. him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll follow that up. Uh, Doctor Stone, one hour special this July. Tune in. I am so excited for that. I, I, you know, it was one of those ones. Um, I didn't want to get too excited because I knew it was so far when they first announced. It. I think it was last year, probably this time last year, they announced this, and or maybe right after season two ended. And now that it's like close i'm really really i i love dr stone so much such a fun show yeah um i don't have much more to add i'm excited for the one hour special i hope it kind of like greases the gears and gets people pumped again for their season three and i hope it's a strong which season. is coming which yeah. is coming so yeah castlevania has a spinoff yeah boy i'm uh, i'm now excited because uh, i don't think we're going to talk about it today uh, maybe if we have some time at the mm-hmm. end but i i just watched the first season of uh, castlevania so I now have some context of uh, what is to come, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a distantly related relative, either before or after the events of the original. I mean, that's that's not a spoiler. You know what I mean? It's, I think, like, as far as I know... I know know, timeline stuff is big time in that that, that series as a whole, especially in the games. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think... Did you ever play the games? 
Um, I did not. The, no, I, I haven't, but, like, they're just so big. I've seen, like, they've that's, been around forever. Exactly. That's the point is, like, the Belmont lineage. Like, that's the whole thing. It's a family. So, you know, it's it's not surprising. I think the reception to the last couple, or the last season specifically, was really, really strong. You know, just don't fuck it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't go back to the well if you can't, you know, if you can't kill it. Speaking of going back to the well and having strong, a high bar to meet, Vinland Saga finally got an Fucking announcement idiot. in the trailer for season two, January 2023. Very likely, well, I don't want to say likely, I haven't even said anything to you about it yet. Very possible that we'll cover it 100%. on this show, um, especially depending on timelines and all that. Might I, be running in tandem with Attack on Titan for yeah. there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be if there's two shows I'd be willing to do back to back. If we could do My Hero in Attack on Titan, so I, so, yeah. or no. Yeah, was Attack on Titan or My Hero? Uh, Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan is what we did. Oh, okay. Anyways, Vinland Saga. Yeah, it's I'm I'm so excited. It, Leanne and I we saw that release day. We were just like thrilled to like <laughs> squealing. Like, we're yeah. so excited. Um, did either of you watch the trailer? Nope. I'm going to blind. I know <clears throat> the just from the temperature I was reading online is like this arc is very. Uh, because they played around with some with like some narrative stuff in that first season, and you would I think you were like waiting on bated breath when we had finished to see like how it ended yeah. in the end of season one. I think there's some similar stuff going on in this season. Yeah. So I didn't want to I didn't want to tease of anything. I want it. I want to yeah. see it as it's, a surprise. So it's been a long time since I've looked at it. I, I think I might have to go back and do a rewatch before season two. But I know oh, that definitely. the manga is immensely popular. I also know, and I don't think this is a spoiler, the manga fans are very, very excited for season two, but it's also supposed to be quite different. And whether that's positive mm-hmm. or negative, that's all I really know. I, I did watch the trailer. To be honest, like it, it reveals a lot, but then also not. Like, sure. It's just, it was quite unfamiliar. So, but it, it it's like you said, me, in half a year's time, you're yeah. not going to remember everything in that trailer, right? So, yeah, exactly. I'm, especially me, I'm pretty bad with memory with this stuff, uh, with that stuff. So, anyway, but it, you know what it did? It got me excited for Vinland Saga, and that's probably the whole point. So, God damn. stay tuned for that shit. Man, there is a lot of news. Yeah, so much. <sighs> uh, Dave, uh, you heard of a, you heard a movie called Deadpool? No. Yeah, well, I guess they're making. A anyway, third thanks one. for and tuning it's be in. Our, yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's going to be R-rated, so uh, I guess that's uh, that's something. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think I like I'm okay. So Deadpool is going to be in the MCU, and it's going to be sure. the MCU's first R-rated movie. That's that's excellent news. I hope they don't mousify it. It sounds like they're not going to. And I hope they give, like, I hope the writers get everything they want. I hope that. Mm. Um, you know, we don't just get little cameos of what was his name, Colossus. I hope mm. I'd love some like hilarious MCU cameos. Have fun, use the library. Like I hope that's what they're telling the writers right now. You know, sure. like MCU characters for cameos within reason are at your disposal, but also still be Deadpool. You know, like that they have to strike a very fine balance after this merger. Yeah, no, I well, I think they're good movies and they're. Uh... They're not my favorites, but I think they do what they're. I think they 100% do what they like set out to do, and yeah. you can't ask for much more, especially with an IP like that. So, Church, Tokyo, Tokyo Vice, Vice. Wow. season two. Never, I, yeah, I still haven't uh, caught up there. So, but I'm I'm actually surprised to see this. Um, I, I I definitely would have thought this was like a like a finite story. 
Same here. I, dude, I'm on like episode four, and every time I'm like, oh, should I watch it? It's like, nah, I'm good. Nah. Um, there's so much other shit to there's watch. There's so much stuff to watch, and for something that's uh, hashtag kind of mid. Sure. Um, it just hasn't got my, you know, it just doesn't, I don't know. I'll, I'm sure I'll come back to it at some point. Fucking Ansel, fucking whatever his name is. Um, Incel Algord. <laughs> He's fine. Uh, you know what the best part about his performance is? His Japanese. Yeah, yeah. He, he credit where credit is due. Yeah, 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 like he crushes the Japanese scenes. It's like, wow, you really brushed up. It's a shame about your face. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, his face is not the problem. Um, man, Bob Saget. Sure. There was a tribute for him on Netflix. I think it's like Dirty Bob. It's like, it's like it's John Stamos, and I think uh, I want to say like is David Spade there? John Mayer is there? It's all these oh. friends of like it's a huge cast, and it's a Netflix special for Bob Saget. Oh, is this the clips of John Stamos I'm seeing? Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, damn. Okay. So, you know, I watched that. It's like sad, but also nice. I, I don't sure. know. It's a very specific mood. If you're into Bob Saget and you mm. want to see some cool stuff, check it out on Netflix. Mm, there you go. Good Lord. <laughs> we're almost done. Two, Two more. more true, things. We're, we're, true Detective. Efficient. Yeah. True Detective Season 4, Jodie Foster. Let's leave it at that. It's going to be awesome. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck it up. I believe... I believe, okay, I think Nick Pizzolatto is the writer slash creator. Oh, okay. And I... Uh, didn't he walk away from the franchise? Yeah, this is what's fucking me up. Here's, okay, here's, I'm not going to take the time to Google the name. Here's what happened at the end of season three. The showrunner left. Okay. And the writer stayed on. So oh. the guy who thought of it all is still on board. Okay. And he wrote season four and it stars Jodie Foster and I think it's like somewhere cold. There's your ad. There but, you go. That's but I think I it's need. a new showrunner. So, okay. What I mean that doesn't necessarily mean a ton in an anthology series, in my opinion. But I I I I really like season three, even season two. I know people really like to dunk on it, but I remember when that was on week to week. Devin and I really really enjoyed that season I think as well. So. I think it's more the really intense expectations that season one put people. That that yeah. thing really was magic. Yeah. And you know, it's like when it's not magic. You know, you're just you can't help but be let down sometimes. But hmm. it's better on a rewatch for sure. Like it's it's good. To, it's better than most stuff out there. It's yeah. just not about, not as good as season one. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hearing that? You hearing all this these rumblings about Thor four? No, I uh, I was looking at the notes here. I hadn't read anything about this yet. Okay, so first of all, we're gonna have to see that and review it. Um, 100%. Yeah, what a tough job, eh? Um, <laughs> you know th- this this headline and i'll read it in a second but tell me it doesn't read like studio says their latest movie is great <laughs> <laughs> but here's the headline early screenings say christian bale is the best uh mcu villain so far also okay. this is the shortest mcu film in five years that part is super misleading because it's still two hours oh she okay yeah it's, it's one hour long. and 59 minutes so it's like i guess it's just easy to forget that apparently mcu films for the last five years straight have been all over two hours i'm okay with that the past few that i can think of that were just wait running way too long were marvel movies so that works for me if yeah. that is the case yeah i am like i'm extremely interested to see how this goes yeah 
I, great. I will say the trailers really don't strike me the way that Ragnarok did. And that's I remember not, you saying that, yeah. Not necessarily good or bad. But I think everyone knew like that Ragnarok was going to be different and then it was so great and it was like, who's this Taika Waititi guy? And then everyone realized who he was then he's out here winning Oscars. And now he's back and he's like trying to do a repeat and he got Christian Bale and fucking Natalie Portman back and it's just like, man, this could be a slam dunk or this could maybe not work out. It's just hard, you know, see True Detective to repeat mm-hmm. magic. So I don't know. Well, if it sucks, it's uh, shorter than the rest, so... <laughs> <laughs> Grand out here, half glass full. <laughs> so you go, it's only two hours. <laughs> so uh, that wraps up the news feed. There was uh, like like we had said, there's a lot a lot to talk about. This uh, is two this... weeks worth of news. Okay, yeah, yeah we're yeah. doing news feed. News is back, but there won't be this much every single week. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a lot shorter. So we'll we'll jump right into the next thing there. So Dave, um, tell me about your Barry rewatch. Have you heard about Barry? Oh my god, Barry. Okay, so you know what, dude? I'm not even up to season three, so I'm going to give this to you in one line. Are you yep. ready? Yeah. We just finished two seasons, and you were right to your point about rewatching it. Like, it's easy to forget this show for as heavy and decisive it is with this plot. They're only 30 minute episodes. Efficient. You can chew this thing. Yeah, eight hours yeah. I watched. So, Barry is on steroids and a significantly better version of Dexter. Oh my god, 100%. If Dexter, okay, being generous, Dexter is a 7. Yeah. Remembering the as ending, a whole. yeah, as a whole. As a whole. Remembering yeah. the ending 6.5, but Barry is a fucking 9. Yeah. And absolutely. it's cl- like the plot, like it's close. Like there's a lot of similarities here. Um Barry is not a I mean maybe he is a complete sociopath. I'm not on to season 3, but like, there's a lot of similarities between Barry and Dexter, but I'm just, you know, one episode of Barry, I'm just looking at the TV, I'm like, this is better than any Dexter episode there ever was, but, like, there's so much inspiration here. It's you know beautiful. what I mean? It's so thought... The, it's, it's what you want to see in, like, a live-action show. Like, the... You know, it, it's... We, we talked about this, you know, countless times, but it's... It's for the most part, it's relatively grounded. It's outlandish, yeah. But it still follows the mechanics of the real world, yeah, almost to a T. You know, like there's no like, there's no like ridiculous stunts. And even if like if something crazy happens on screen, you're like, oh, that's a feat that could be legit. You know, that, that could be reason. Like, you know, it, that that could happen. You know, you don't and feel I, like I, I'm stretching too often. I agree. Very, very, and like like in the sh- the there's episodes that genuinely feel like fever dreams. And like you, the nice thing is like, this is so surreal, but like this could happen. You know, it's, it, it does such a good, good job of like constantly keeping you grounded Yeah. In, in all the chaos. I have, goddamn, like, I cannot wait to talk about season three with you guys. Like, cause it, it just wrapped up and it's, oh, it's over. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, it ended, uh, yeah, on Sunday. Um, so it's, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have more Barry talk to come, but holy fuck, man. One hundo P. Such a good show. We're probably going to start season three pretty soon there. Yeah. All right, man. Here. Tell me about The Northman, bro. Holy fuck, Dave. Uh, is one that of the Skarsgård movie? It is, yeah. With uh, Ethan Hawke and Nicole oh, Kidman. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Ethan Hawke puts in. the Scientology survivor, too. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. I'm just thinking about you know, <laughs> Top Gun was of mine. You know what's so crazy? Wait, we I saw th- Top Gun. Did, I, did we talk about it on here? No, we didn't. Oh, my God. Next week. Okay, we'll talk. I maybe I'll try and see it, and we'll, we'll be able to talk about it yeah, then. Because yeah, yeah. 
But um, it's so funny. This is random little a random Nicole. We'll get back to the Northman, but in my whole life, I've never seen Nicole Kidman. Um, like I know her as like a celebrity, and I know she is an actress, and she's mm-hmm. in all these things. She's married to Tom Cruise, science, and all, and all that stuff. But like her, like in this movie, I was like, holy fuck! Like this woman is like a heavyweight. Like she is a really good actress. Oh yeah. I, like I understand why. Like I, and it's so funny. Like. I was I was telling Leanne about it. She was like, "Oh, she was like the villain in that Paddington movie that we watched, like the bear." And I was like, "Oh my god, I had I had seen Nicole Kidman before." But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, Dave, one of the biggest regrets is I didn't see this movie in theaters. Man, holy fuck! Um, really? So, so um, uh, friend of the show, Bronson, uh, him and I have been looking forward to this movie for a long time, and we finally were able to set it up. Came over, we had a movie night of it, and we were just blown away. Um, just Mastercraft filmmaking set pieces. Is it out on a streaming service or is it? Uh... I had we had we had to rent it. Nice, okay, Keep yeah, going. but uh, it is out there. But it's just I, I don't want to get it. So it's I think it's like essentially Hamlet. I don't know if like Hamlet was based on like this Nordic and, that, and that's the thing too. Like I'm not a big Vikings guy. Like I never watched any of those Valhalla I think shows. Actually based Hamlet off the movie. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but but it was like it, so it's like this big saga, right? And like yeah. it, it was nothing like I expected. I just. I was, you know, the way it was presented was like, oh, this is just like a traditional Viking movie. But like, they really get into the minutia of like how entrenched they were into spirits and, you know, the, like the, the hierarchy of, you know, the, just like the kingdoms and all that and, and revenge and the, holy fuck, man. What a, what a movie. Like, I'm glad I saw it. Like it was going to happen no matter what. But uh, if, if this ever gets like a rerun, in, in a theater, I'm 100% driving. Really? See it. Oh, man. It was, and it's not for everyone. It is fucking violent. Like, that, I was going to yeah. say, is it rated R or? <clears throat> oh, mean, hard R. Hard, hard R. R. Oh, yeah. Really? There's, there's, um, I was, it's so funny too. Like, it's such a, anytime like you watch like an action movie or like a historical epic, everyone, well, most people, but like, I feel like most men run to their fathers and be like, oh, man, you, you know, like, this is like <laughs> Gladiator, you know? Like, it's so true. It's so and, true. <laughs> And I literally, like, I finished the movie, and the next day I called my dad, and I was like, there's, like, a village raid scene that would, like, make, you know, uh, like, Spielberg or friggin', like, Ridley Scott blush. It was so epic and violent and of the times and, like, almost felt like a, like a, like a one-take shot the whole time. Just really, really, really cool shit. But, uh, Damn. Yeah, it was... Stargard is legit, man. Oh, he and that's the thing too. I've never really seen. It's so funny. He's in True the Blood. New season. True Blood. I never saw True Blood, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But um, I'd never really seen him in anything either. And he was in Atlanta this season for an episode. <clears throat> so it was so funny that like you know I'm seeing seeing him here. I actually acting, like you know like in yeah, a specific yeah. character. But uh, well, you know what? Actually, he had. It's you know what? I'm just connecting some dots here. Um, he was in the first season. Of Big Little Lies and won and won a Golden Globe for it, and so did the actress he played opposite of Nicole Kidman. No shit. Yeah, they oh, played she, yeah husband and wife, and they she plays his mother in this. What? <laughs> oh yeah, it's wild, man. This movie, awesome. Dave. I think I think you would love this movie. It's, That's it's awesome. awesome. They it's had Robert fantastic Eggers. chemistry. 
It's uh, the guy that made The Witch in the Lighthouse. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did this not movie, know this was a Robert Edgar movie. This is like a total like film fanboy. Like you got to see it. Like it's it's. And let uh, me guess, it probably fucking <clears throat> bombed at the at the box office. No, I think it did really well. Oh shit! Okay, I was yeah. just gonna say like you know it probably fucking went up against an MCU movie or something. Oh, I'm sure it did. I don't know what. Yeah, but uh, it, like I said, the, I don't want to get into it because it's. I think it's a fun, just you know. Like, as you watch the movie, like, I was shocked. Like, every turn it kind of took, I was like, damn, like, this is, you know, there's always that point in the movie where, like, okay, this is the crux. Like, where are we turning? And it just, every time was like, left field, left field, left field, but it oh, all Grant. still felt in the story. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, Grant. What? 68 million worldwide. Is that bad? I can't tell. Uh, budget was between 70 and 90. So, not damn. great, but it's just, that's just part and parcel with good movies these days that aren't, uh, didn't have a superhero in him, unless Damn, you're Tom 60, Cruise. Sixty-eight million. So wow. it might have lost, might have lost money, might have barely broke even, but that's how it goes. Like, well, you know, all I can say is I enjoyed the fight. It was also not cheap to rent, so God bless them. So they got here's... some money. <laughs> well, yeah, you know a famous case of that, eh? Is um, they a studio had David Fincher and Daniel Craig and Kate Mara or Rooney Mara, Rooney Mara, yeah. Rooney Mara, David Fincher, Daniel Craig all oh. signed on to do the two sequels to that Girl with the Dragon Tattoo <sighs> Don't make me sad, movie. <laughs> and to anyone with your hot takes out there about, oh, the foreign, the Swedish one is better, watch both. Watch David Fincher take that kid to school. That, the, <laughs> the David Fincher movie is such an ultimately better film in every conceivable way. It is such a good movie. It is unbelievable. And anyway... Um, that might be my favorite Fincher movie, dude. Actually. It's it's incredible, and I just love that he did it. But anyway, everyone mm. was signed on to do uh, the sequels, and those poor bastards went up against uh, an Avengers film, and they just oh, killed really? the whole. Yeah, I think it might have been Avengers two, which is hilarious. Kevin was like, "Oh, what an underwhelming film!" And here it is out here <laughs> killing other franchises. <laughs> or it might have been like Iron Man two. It was like kind of a forgettable movie, if I remember. Yikes! Correctly. Anyway. Um, See the Northman. Seriously, if if people like yeah. just again good filmmaking and like really, you know, full like Ethan Hawke is unhinged. I love it. Oh man, he is. Did it's he so have a funny because performance we, in this than he did in Moon Knight. Oh my god, dude! It's, I'm kidding. I'm being a dick. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Like you know, like I was relatively fresh off Moon Knight, and then you go in and you see this guy just like th- like swinging for the fences, like like what he is born to do is to fucking act and you're like i don't blame him for shit talking all this stuff for years like because he gets, still gets to do stuff like this like it's yeah. i remember been wrapping up one of the avengers films and being like yeah you know scarlett johansson's done decent with this black widow thing and then i sat at home and i watched jojo rabbit and i was like <laughs> this woman has broken my heart in 40 minutes mm-hmm. anyway um Okay, maybe we can end on some anime or some, some nerdy shit, because we are, we are going long already. Grant. Sure. Post-show yep. 50, though. What are they going to do? What, are they going to take it away from us? Yeah, it's ours, yeah. baby. Um, all right, so... Have Dave, we tell mentioned... me... Wait, wait. I want to tee this up, Grant. Watch, okay. watch me cut this promo. Okay. Now that I've wrapped up Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I have, have I mentioned, a lot of thoughts about it, I won't talk yeah. about whether or not they're positive or negative, but I will say there are a lot of them. Yeah. Now that I've wrapped that up and there is a standalone episode review coming, I'm finally able to spend a little bit more time with some other anime. Vis a vis Ranking of Kings. Oh, buddy. 
So how are you? How far did you get? So not not, but I mean, I got farther in you know one day yesterday. Now that neon is over, than I've got, than I've been. Right, I watched three episodes. So I'm up to nine, but I I feel like oh, okay. I'm gonna inhale this thing whole over the next two weeks. It's very digestible, yeah. So in in comparison, it's like oh. chewing on staples versus <laughs> like an apple. Yeah. Um. So yeah, dude, uh, the plot's moving. Um, yeah. Really, really loving it. The show has taken a left turn and i mean you know spoiler warning i guess for ranking of kings it's been over over forever up to episode yeah. nine yeah we're, we're well past but it boji's pretty much in like his training arc but yeah. it, it's it's kind of worked out though because they're showing you all this other stuff going on everywhere else with all the other characters mm-hmm. and his brother dida voiced by aaron yeager is like going through his own thing where his father has sort of taken over his body, but he lives in this subconscious dark Such place. A fascinating storyline. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's really grabbed me. I have one question about this that I'm really curious about your take on. I was really slow to love this show and I can't help but feel like the cartoony animation style is a big part of why. Okay. Like, did you find that got in the way or it made the feel, the show feel like almost juvenile when it's really not? Like, I'm up to episode nine and some pretty dark things are happening. Yeah. But it's in this kiddish look. I think, I think it's, you know, whether it was designed this way, because it's based on, like, it's not like it's an original. I think if, if this was like an original story by wit, it would be a little different. Yeah. But because it is adapted... I, I just think that, you know, no matter how something, the power of anime is no matter how it looks, if the story is structured the right way, if the characters are saying, you know, the, the right things and it all kind of flows, like it can really look however it wants, you know, like I'm sure like, you know, you take something up to like Sunny Boy and like it, it has a look, it has a vibe yeah. and it can kind of get away with the story it's telling because it kind of fits together. I think it's kind of bold that they just have this story like in in ranking of kings that is it's it's not run in the mill like there's there's lots of fun little things about it and it deviates in in really cool ways but it's just it just kind of seems like it's not like you're watching sesame street or anything like that where it's just like oh that's so outlandish they do that when it really starts ramping up a little bit it kind of the show definitely the color kind of even though it's always there it kind of darkens a bit yeah and it feels more natural yeah but it's i don't know man it's i i really enjoy it it's just there's it's like two polar opposites. Like it shouldn't work, you know. It's. I think that's a credit to the manga itself. So good point. Anyway, like I'm hooked now, but yeah. I think I just thought maybe early on, like there was something about it that wasn't quite jiving. It did. It did finally like click for me, and now I'm in it. Um, so I think I'm just going to be all about this for the next little bit. Yeah. Um, so good. Anyway, so I'm I'm on episode nine. Um, I'm assuming there's like twenty odd. Or so, um, so yeah, I'm gonna. Be, that'll probably be the big thing for me the next couple of weeks. That's good shit. All right, yeah, man. Yeah, when it gets to the end, it gets really, really fun. Sail us home, take us home. What's last? <sighs> Dave, I checked out the, uh, the pilot from uh, Ms. Marvel. Okay, that's our show, everybody. Thank <laughs> you for- no, I just feel bad. We've been shitting on the fucking MCU this whole episode. <laughs> um, no, well, I, I have no intention of shitting on it, Dave. I, I really, I think this might be my favorite, uh, uh, MC, or Disney Plus show pilot or pilot rather pilot yeah okay for, for any of the shows there's only um, one out right uh yeah i think episode two comes out tomorrow nice. uh so when you're listening it's out today um Hit me up so when it was so funny when, when i had watched it, i had messaged you 
And I was like, I'm just letting you know, I'm watching this, you know, we might talk about it. And I told you, it gives me Ant-Man and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming vibes. It is... Specific? It, it's very specific, but it's it's so funny because we I had just watched that Turning Red movie not too long ago with you know mm. with the, for a family movie night. It has a lot of similar vibes where, like, hand drawn in or you know uh, into the Spider Verse I think would be another kind of slight comparison because you know it's it's all live action but the world around her she's she's a teenager right she has all like an, you know uh, a huge imagination and you know she's like the she's just like a trapped kid or you know like she's very like you know her parents are on her all the time and it's hard for her to, you know really express herself so like the world around her is like kind of blows into color and animation and like when she's trying to tell a story and like amongst her friends it's, it's really really fun and it doesn't take itself seriously like the rest of these marvel shows do on disney plus like they have the jokes but like it's just it's so shoehorned in and kind of corny mm. where this is like just a teenage girl caught in this situation and like these are the things that she would say and with her friends and i don't know it's like it's you know it's not like the best thing ever made but i think in in contrast to what they've been putting out yeah and i think this 100 like this is a swing a genuine swing by, yeah, by you, them you gotta appreciate that right like as, as much as we kind of dump or me specifically as much as i kind of dump on the mcu like sometimes you have to recognize they're taking a swing here. They're doing something a little bit different. They're exploring something different. They clearly did that with WandaVision, and you can have yep. as many nitpicks as you like, um, but you gotta, you know, appreciate what they're doing here. And I, I, I have seen that it's getting a very warm reception. The starring actor, specifically, people really seem to love her. I don't know. She is good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the big thing too is like she's a huge MCU person. Sure. Like I, like, I think she's a huge geek about it, so I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of PR about that. It's probably the, you know, the, the, the news fellow machine. Canadian. I know that much. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that she's Canadian as well. But strong but it, pilot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very, like so. It, like it's it's all set in Jersey too. Like it's it's weird because it, it it must have been shot in Toronto because it feels like Toronto. Word. Um. So whether that's you know, good or bad for people like saying that's New Jersey or not kind of thing like whatever. But I don't know. It's. It, and, and like we were talking about earlier, like they're like with uh, Kenobi, there's clearly sets, you know, but mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it's, you know how like, or in Moon Knight, there's that like in, um, you know, when they're having the flash or they're in the fifth episode where they're going back and the uh, Steve and Mark are kind of going back and forth about uh, Steve's past. Yes. Or, or Mark's past rather. And there's best episode of the season, I think, best right? episode, but like they're out in the street and you're like, oh, this is like a, a set in Hollywood somewhere. Oh, and yes, like it yes. looks, it like looks, soundstage, yeah, yeah, soundstage, and but the nice thing is like there's clearly moments of that in here, but it's just so well populated and filled, and like the spacing feels correct, mm -hmm. where it doesn't like draw like the uncanny look to it. So it's I don't know, it's just maybe it's just a pilot, and they put a lot of effort into this, but I think it's I think it's really fun. Like just I, I was blown away. I was like, oh, this is just kind of nice, you yeah. know? Like it's not they're not trying to sell like this big you know scary or like big deal like there maybe there's a villain they're not even worrying about that they're just focusing on the character and it genuinely feels like an origin story but not like an exhaustive one that we've seen over and over and over already okay so, yeah well you know what fine i think i think you would like it Dave. i really nah, think like i'll it's, check out the pilot yeah it's fun you got me okay i'll check out obi-wan tomorrow and uh pending time miss marvel miss marvel but you're digging it, huh? Would you say more yeah. the strongest pilot out of any Disney Plus series so far? Um, I mean, what is there? There's Loki, Falcon, Wanda. I think 
I still think Wanda has the best, but mm. I think this is my favorite. All right. Yeah. Okay. For I'm, what it's set out to do, I think it's that. like the mission statement is written all over it and in a just a positive way. Well, you have me intrigued, sir. All right. I Shall we leave on that? An intriguing I think note? So. Yeah, no, I think okay. uh, we got talked a lot this week. We did well. We had, you know, it's two weeks worth. It's our fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys again for listening. This has been a blast. Um, we'll be back next week, and just keep an eye out, okay? Neon Genesis. We'll be watching. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, seriously, thank you very much for listening. Is there anything else, Grant? Are we good? Are we Gucci? Uh, we are say? Gucci, as uh, they say. Lit, as I say. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.